Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Anything by SKV. It's anything to everything. You know, that's what we're all about. So, today's episode is gonna be a bit... Not even a bit, I'm sorry. Definitely, it's gonna be about me ranting. So, if you don't want to listen, you can stop. But, you know, it's just gonna be about what happened recently in my life. Um... And I was actually I've already re- redid like redid this whole recording a few times, but it always came in like you know not the way I wanted to be. So um, at first I wanted to talk about um, the difficulty of having a misogynistic father, a misogynistic and egoistical father. But now I think I'm just going to talk about what really happened yesterday. I think it's a compilation of everything. Maybe the main thing about this would be toxicity that really has become the obstacle in me to try to heal my mental health. You guys know about the problems I've had in my life, um, particularly regarding the mental health part. I've been quite open about that, even though I've been quite subtle about it, you know, in my private life. But to you guys, I've been quite open because I'm more comfortable in talking about my mental health to people who I've never met. But, you know, you guys have listened, so I'm thankful. I don't know if you listened till the end, but, you know, you guys know what I'm on about. So, let's get to it. Um, giving you a background of my family. I am in a family of six. Both of my parents are still in the picture. I have, including myself, four sisters. Yes, guys, we're all girls. And you can... We'll get to that later in this recording. Um, so, starting off with my father... He has been quite a character. I would say he has been a good son to his mother, which is my grandmother. But I can't say the same of him being a good wife and a father. Now, whilst he has done a few things that can qualify him as a father, I won't... I mean, everybody has their flaws. And for him, it's definitely that role. Um... So basically, growing up, I've always been... At first, I was always scared of my father. Maybe because at one point in my life, he was quite... He did have a physical... He did physically abuse us, but not in a way where everybody would think it's like really, really bad. But there was some physical abuse there. But as we grew up and as we know how to think and fight back, that whole thing has stopped I don't know I don't really remember when but that didn't happen anymore but that shifted to mental abuse um now if you are Asian you know that living in an Asian family is equivalent to living at living with comparisons now I'm not entirely sure about the East Asian but definitely the Southeast Asian culture in my culture it is a huge thing. We get compared all the time. We get undermined. And patriarch, the patriarchal system is really strong in the Southeast Asian family. 
Um, now, the reason why I said my dad is misogynistic is because he believes that his words are always right. He doesn't listen to opinions. And I guess he feels a lot like I think he's the inferior. He has an inferiority, like inferior inferiority complex to others because um, he's the type to undermine me and my little sister. Now, the breadwinners in our family is both my older sisters, but my parents also have their pension, which is still a four-digit income, so they still have money regardless. And my dad is also um, an elderly. He's not that old, but you know he's considered as an elderly. Now, as of recently... Well, actually, no. It has always been. But I want to talk about what really happened recently that really riled me up. And I guess that really went bad yesterday. So starting off, it started off with midday, lunchtime. Um, my, dad goes in, my dad goes in an afternoon prayer, like Friday prayers. So they, that leaves us two hours or so, slightly over two hours to cook lunch. And we started quite early actually. You know, my sister made beef and we decided to try out with fried tofu. Now this took us time because we've never fried tofu before but she wanted to try. So my dad came on time and it, you know, lunch was yet to be set but everything was done. So he said... Oh, you're still cooking. Why isn't the food laid out? I'm like, because we're still cooking. And he's like, he went into the dining room and he said, this is what happens when you sleep all the time. I'm like, excuse me? When did you see me sleep? Did you really see me sleep? He's like, yes, you look like you sleep. You slept. I'm like, "Mm, I do not recall sleeping, but give me an exact time when you saw me slept. And he didn't answer me. So I said, that's because I didn't sleep and I was cooking. He's like, it should have been laid out. Well, yeah, that's because we're still cooking it. You're not cooking, aren't you? So he stayed quiet. So he expected us to cook, obviously. Because he was, you know, praying. So that's understandable. But then comes lunchtime again. You know, finally we're all sat down for lunch. And he looked at the rice. He says, is this going to be enough? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be enough. And then he said, go grab more rice. I said, there isn't any more rice. I asked mom. I said, is this enough? And she said, yes. So I double checked with her. And then the, he went like, this is what happened. This, whenever, whenever you don't, you know, whenever you sleep and lazy, this is what happened. You don't do anything at home. You know, this is what happened. So he goes on like, he berates me. And I did things accordingly. I asked my mom. I said, is this enough for everybody? And she said, yes. I said, are you sure? Yes. I double checked. You know, I double checked. So really, he expected it to be perfect. Whereas he expected that role to be done by his wife or his daughters now we come from a, you know my dad's a boomer my mom's a boomer so I guess they're, they're brought up with a boomer lifestyle 
But I particularly do not believe in such lifestyle. I believe in equality, but they don't. So there are other things that I would also like to point out, but I feel like that should be one of the main points that really riled me up yesterday. Now shifting that topic, moving on to my eldest. My eldest, everybody who knows her knows that she's extremely entitled. Or rather, she, you know, humans are flawed. I'm flawed, not perfect. She's flawed, not perfect. So, she's quite a workaholic. And the day before yesterday, she told me to do her laundry because she needed her work clothes. I said, okay, give me which work clothes you want to wear and I'll wash that instead. I'm not going to wash her whole laundry. I'm not her maid. Who the hell do you think you are, right? By the way, no, the time that this happened, it was raining heavily. So she said, no, I want you to wash my whole laundry. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Are you kidding me? There's We have a dryer here. Leave it over. And she's like, it's not going to dry fully. I'm just going to wash what you need for your work. So she left the money to still insist me sending it over to the laundromat. But obviously, I wasn't going to do so because, it, like I said, it was raining heavily. And, you know, waiting at the laundromat would be at least around an hour for her stuff to be done. Like, wash and dry. And... You know, so I separated to the priorities and non-priorities. So the priorities are her work clothes and a few undies and her corset. That went into the ones with the tumble dry. Whereas the one like her, you know, towel, other underwears and um, her sleepwear, her PJs goes into the normal wash- washing machine. So, you know, you can just wait for it to dry. Now, I sent her stuff, the one that dried out, one to my sister. And then the next day, which was, by the way, the same day when my dad berated me at lunchtime, she saw her laundry still drying in the dining room. That's where we dry our laundry. Um, so she said, why haven't you picked up my laundry? I'm like, excuse me? You should have picked up my laundry. I told you to send it to the laundromat. You should, you should finish up your responsibility. It's your responsibility to pick up my laundry I'm like excuse me I've done your laundry I actually you, you should be glad I even did your laundry and that what you needed for today so I don't understand why I'm still responsible for your laundry go pick it up you have hands don't you because the thing is the reason why I'm angry despite the fact that she was workaholic is because like this she comes back home she doesn't do anything she lays down watches watches a few videos and if not she just calls with her with our friend who's overseas until like what two in the morning she had all that time to dry to wash her laundry and she didn't it might be it might be like a petty thing but it's something big for me because this is what she said afterwards she said something something and she curses at me in our language she cursed at me and my second sister and my youngest hurt her and I was furious. I was furious because not only my dad berated me over the rice, even though I made sure that I asked my mom if it was enough or not. I get accused of sleeping in. I get accused of being lazy. And I get accused of not 
taking responsibility of packing up her bloody laundry. Now that really that made me furious. So, you know, I said, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not eating lunch. Eat ahead. You guys eat ahead. I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm just going to go into my room. I'm going to rest. That's what I'm going to do. Cuz you know what? If it's not me, if it's not our, my little sister, you guys don't do crap. So I'm just going to go into my room. So I went into my room and rested. Now, you know, each of us have our responsibility of cleaning the house. You know, we share this house. So even though there weren't any delegated roles, you know, it is expected that you help. Now, like I said, my eldest is entitled. She feels entitled, so this is what she did. I was hoping that she'll clean after all the lunch because I helped in cooking. My second sister helped cooking and my sec- my youngest would have washed anyways. So she all she had to do was also wash with her. Now, that's another story I'll tell you about those two, but what she did was what I found out from my little sister was that my eldest decided to just wash her dish her plate and her fork and her cup and leaves and sleeps in that's it she don't do shit that's what she did she didn't help she helped nothing the only thing that i recall that she does is actually just buying the grocery that's it so other than that i really don't know what else she does in this house she doesn't clean for the house she doesn't help in cooking She definitely doesn't help preparing and she really feels entitled because the thing is yeah we are we used to have maids but due to covid we weren't able to bring in a new maid and it's been like over a year so she should get used to this but we did have temporary maid and she still expects me to be her maid so yeah i was riled up so that's another thing that happened again yesterday at the same time now moving towards the nighttime was my mother. Guys, you all know, okay, I've never really hidden the fact that I had OCD and I'm sure I've mentioned this very a lot, you know. I I've mentioned this just way too many times and I am sure you guys are even tired about me mentioning my mental health, but this is a major point in this whole situation. Now you guys know I have OCD. So that means I have you know my I'm not the clean freak, you know. I mean, if it's outside my room then I am. I don't like touching things that I've never touched before or what not. I don't touch that. But when it comes to my own mess, it's my own mess. So I'm I know it's from me. So it's okay. But so my mom usually uses my second sister's toilet. For some odd reason, she decided to come into mine. I don't understand this but I was already getting anxious. She was entering my space. I was okay with people using my toilet for a while, which is just, you know, to use the loo. I didn't say no. I said, "What are you doing?" I asked. She's like, "I just want to use the loo." I said, "Okay, fine." So I waited. And then I heard more than what I expected because my toilet was a mess. I didn't have the time. How can I have the time when I'm already treated like a maid in the house to clean my own room, right? And she decided to clean my toilet now actually cleaning my toilet is my own sense of you know comfort 
that's why no one touches my toilet because I clean after it. I clean it spotlessly, not full on spotlessly, but it's up to what I like, and I'm comfortable in doing it. But she cleaned it, and when I found out, I'm sure you guys would expect this. I went into a full blown panic attack. My anxiety attack just kicked in. I was screaming, flailing, shouting, screaming, and literally hyperventilating. I was crying because I didn't know what to do. And I was, she left, and she's like, "I said, what the fuck are you doing?" I wouldn't swear, but I did. I'm like, "What the fuck were you doing?" She's like, "It was a mess." I'm like, "It's a mess, but it's my fucking toilet. You don't clean. You don't touch my toilet. I never raise my voice with my mom." That's one thing I don't do. But she has crossed the line when it comes to my toilet. It is my only safe haven, and she, you know, people enter my room, but toilet is one thing I prefer people not to because it's my only safe haven. But she has touched it, and I'm sure you guys can hear from me starting. My voice is starting to crack because remembering it is making me anxious again. But I'm trying. I'm calming myself down, and when I'm talking to you guys, um, so when she um when she told me that she cleaned my toilet, I hyperventilated. Um, <sighs> sorry, guys, my panic attack is coming again. Um, hold on. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I that went on throughout the night, and my little sister heard me. And she calmed me down. She took me water, and I told her, "I'm sorry, I can't help you in feeding the cats. I don't feel too well." Cause I, when I found out that she cleaned, I went into to check the toilet, and I, I when I was walking to my toilet, my legs were shaky. I was shaking all over. I fell down on my knees and crawled, and vomited on the toilet bowl, crawling. That was how bad I was hyperventilating. But the thing is, all in all, to all this shit, no one, no one other than my little sister in my family takes my mental health seriously, and that, guys, is the very reason why I still have it. Because I don't have the support system I need. I don't have a place to actually talk about it. And when I do talk about it, they push me aside. They ignore it. They don't want to listen to it, and the thing is, this is the irony. My mom's a counselor. That's the irony part. And my little sister was like, you know, mom can be a good counselor to other kids, just not her own. The thing is, this is why it's hard because some a lot of parents, Asian parents, don't accept the fact that their children have. Depression. They believe that their children is perfect, and obviously, for them, it is. But it's not. It doesn't work that way. And in addition to my severe depression, I have my OCD, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. So because of that, I rent it to you guys. Now, you tell me, this would be like an, you know. A Reddit page type of thing. Am I the asshole for being too overdramatic over this, or am I not? I don't know. Anyways, that's it. This is a lengthy episode. I don't know if you guys will listen through, but 
I hope you guys do bring in your opinion and tell me what you think. So until then, thanks for listening, guys. So take care, stay safe, stay healthy, social distance, and stay hygienic, guys. Until then, tune in again next time. Tune in again next time too. Let's talk about anything by Escavi. Bye, guys. Thank you.